Imagine if you could sit down at your desk in the morning, piping hot coffee in hand, you could pop open your laptop, double click on a document on your desktop that says life plan, so you could check on what's happening this week, this month, or even this year. Well, I wanna help you create that plan. Let's spend five days together making a roadmap for your future so that you can live all the rest of your days on purpose. Yes, you can own the future that's coming your way. The five-day Own Your Future Challenge is absolutely free to join, and I've got a spot with your name on it. Don't let another week, month, year, or even decade pass you by without owning the vision for who you want to become and the impact you want to make while you're alive. This is five free days of learning from incredible world leaders, helping you to uncover who you truly are and leading you to craft a roadmap and set goals aligned with the future meant for you. This is important. Join me and other amazing global leaders and experts to help you own your future starting May 11th. You can join right now for free at jennaschallenge.com. That's jennaschallenge.com for the five-day Own Your Future Challenge. I can't wait to see you there. You're listening to The Gold Digger Podcast, episode number 103. Today I'm talking about all the behind the scenes things of being a quote, social media influencer, what that includes, how I decipher who I partner with, what the partnerships look like, and if you're a brand looking to work with influencer marketing, man, you're going to get a lot out of this show. The truth is, is that a lot of people just don't understand this world and have a lot of questions or they have a lot of beliefs that you have to have a certain amount of followers to become an influencer. But the truth is, whether you have 200 or 200,000 followers, you have a scope of influence and it's up to you how you use it. I'm going to share how I'm making thousands of dollars every single month just through social media and the way that I'm sharing my life. And heck, maybe you can do the same. Let's dive on into this episode. It's a real doozy in a good way because doozies can be good too. You're listening to the Gold Digger Podcast with Jenna Kutcher, the live workshop-style business podcast for creative girl bosses, so you can train from the experts how to dig in, do the work, and tackle your goals along the way. Here's your host, photographer, educator, artist, and mac and cheese lover, Jenna Kutcher. Hey, hey guys, it's Jenna Kutcher. Welcome to today's show. I am so excited to get to hang out with you today. And I want to talk about something that I don't think a lot of people talk about. And I get asked about this all the time. And I also hear a lot of people complain about this. So this is going to be a doozy. So today I want to talk all about like how you can get sponsors as a quote unquote influencer. And I hate that word because I truly believe that every single one of you that is listening right now is an influencer. Whether you have 10 followers or 100,000 followers, you have influence on people's lives. And so the whole term like social media influencer kind of cracks me up because deep down in my gut, I'm like, uh, dudes, we're all influencers. But a lot of times people don't really understand how it works when you work with sponsors or take on partnerships or do brand collaborations. And so I want to break down 
down a few things that I've learned throughout the last couple years as I've done a lot of different sponsorships, what that looks like. I want to be totally open and honest with you guys so that you can kind of see my side of things and how maybe you could be an influencer or as a brand, you could partner with different influencers to help get your mission out. Now, I know that some of you probably roll your eyes when someone posts something on Instagram that has hashtag ad or hashtag sponsored. But first, I want for you to really ask yourself this. If somebody offered to pay you 100 or 200 or give you a new bag or a new outfit or pay you even $1,000 to post about their product, would you do it? Because chances are you probably would. And I've gotten a lot of questions about how to sponsor with brands. And it's funny that this episode is coming out after we've decided to drop all of our sponsors for this show. But I want to give some insight on how to rock the work as an influencer, regardless of if you have 5,000 or 150,000 followers, you're likely going to have something to offer brands. And chances are you could start working with collaborations today and put that as a part of your work. So nowadays I do very limited sponsorships and I think that it is because we have so much going on within my own business with all of the different facets of my business from this podcast, to my photography, to our condo, to my own shop and all of these different things. And so I feel like I take on a lot fewer sponsorships than somebody with my following maybe would, but it's easy for me to turn down some of that money because I have this bigger vision for what my business is going to be. And I'm also one of those people that if I'm out of alignment with something, I just never feel quite right until I make it right. So if something just doesn't feel organic or authentic to me, I really struggle with that. And so I feel like I'm one of those people that I just have to pursue the things that make sense for me. And a lot of times it means declining different sponsorships. So we get a handful of inquiries every single day of different brands, different companies, different businesses that want to partner up. And I think that a lot of times it is both a blessing and a curse to have a big following because people see that you are reaching other people and they want to use you. And if you think about it, brands are getting way smarter because they're realizing things like commercials and you know, radio advertisements and magazine advertisements might not be getting them the reach that simply working through social media influencers does. Because a lot of times when you follow somebody that you might not know, but you love their vibe, love their aesthetic, love the way they talk to their audience, love what they're posting. If they post something and you see it and it really appeals to you, you're probably going to go out and buy it. I am like raising my hand because I have totally bought different clothes, different home decor, different furniture, different bags, whatever that looks like, just because I saw one of my friends or somebody I follow post about it because it's almost like you're trusting this person to vet this product for you to make sure that they like it because if they like it, chances are you are going to. So nowadays, it's way more common to have social media influencers because a lot of brands are getting way smarter about it and they're realizing like, hey, we can pay a lot less to have 
different influencers post about this and we can get a broader reach that is way more segmented into the right audience. So instead of just throwing up a TV commercial and knowing that maybe 1% of the viewers are actually interested in your product, you are saying and choosing influencers based on who it is that they're speaking to, based on their audience, and you're probably going to reach your ideal clients a lot faster with a lot less ad spend. So I want to walk through a few different tips and a few different things that I've really learned. And I first, before I do that, just kind of want to share what it looks like right now in my business. So to be entirely candid, to remove the veil, to not just beat around the bush, I probably make between five and $10,000 per month in different sponsors. And most of them are sponsored Instagram posts. So right now I make about $1,000 per sponsored post, sometimes more, sometimes less based on what it is that I'm promoting. And instead of taking all of these one-off posts, I am choosing companies that I want to do longer term contracts with because I truly love their product or I use their product. And it makes sense with my feed, with my aesthetic, with my audience and the way that I speak. And so instead of just taking all of these like $1,000 offers, I'm saying I'm choosing a few different brands that I want to promote throughout the year because I love them so much and because their message is aligned with my mission. And so I, like I said, I make probably between five to $10,000 a month doing these different posts. And I'm very, very careful, cautious, and very curated when it comes to them. Because like I said, if it doesn't feel like it's in alignment or authentic, I'm like, nope not going to work. So my first tip when you're starting to get different inquiries, or if you're inquiring to someone, this is going to help you out either way. So let's say you run a non-toxic skincare line. I'm just saying that because I'm thinking of my friends and you want to get more customers. You want to look for people that live that clean lifestyle, that like to share different maybe beauty products or routines, that have followers that are used to hearing about products like this, and that have an engaged audience that trusts them. And so my first tip is to vet inquiries well. And it's safe to say that I get approached for promotion, sponsorships, collabs, numerous times every single day. In fact, I shudder imagining what my inbox would look like if Caitlin didn't exist. So first things first, from an influencer standpoint, it is very, very easy to quickly see if something will be a fit based on the inquiry itself. Do they understand my brand? Is it aligned with my mission? Do they take the time to really look at how it is that I serve my audience? It's usually very obvious in that initial inquiry, and it helps us to vet out the right ones that we want to send additional information to. And it also allows us to politely decline the ones who are clearly not a right fit right off the bat. So a lot of times I'll get inquiries and it'll be for things that are so not aligned with my brand that it's like very clear that they just saw the number under my name and wanted to reach out. We'll also get things that just don't even make sense. And sometimes it's frustrating because it's like, if you're taking the time to reach out to somebody to ask them to promote something, you should take the five minutes that it takes to do a little bit of research because the ones that I respond to are the ones that say, Hey, Jenna, I just listened to your recent show on XYZ, or I saw this blog post about ABC 
see. And this is why I think this might be a good fit for you. When they take the time to say like, hey, we're actually invested in who you are and not just in using your audience, man, like I'm so much more likely to respond. Another thing that I think is a really like hard place is that a lot of brands and people specifically will reach out via DM on Instagram. And I don't know if you guys know this, but if you send a DM to somebody who doesn't follow you, they're not going to see it unless they choose to go into their other folder. And for the record, I probably get about 200 DMs per day and your phone only stores a hundred of them. So if I'm not actively going into that other folder of people that I don't follow, I'm probably not going to see your request in there. So if you're ever thinking like, ah, I want to get in touch with somebody, I would encourage you to not do it through their DMs. They probably are not going to see it. And a lot of us just don't have time to respond to all of those things, which breaks our hearts. But hey, we're running these big businesses. So give us a break. So the first things are first is really if you are inquiring to an influencer, be very intentional with the way that you're reaching out to them. Make sure that they know that you respect their brand, that you appreciate it, that you acknowledge it and just help them see how this could be a good fit. And if you're an influencer, just pay close attention to the way that companies are pitching to you because it's going to be very clear, especially when you start getting numerous inquiries per day. It's going to be clear right off the bat which ones are the right fit and which ones are not. So my next tip is to set expectations from the very beginning. So almost every single time a company reaches out in order to partner, they usually have a list of rules and expectations, whether it's published dates, things that you have to include in the copy, where the posts will be published, what you're asking your audience to participate in. There are tons of variables that differ from campaign to campaign. So what have I learned in this process? I've learned to speak up for what is going to work for both me for my business and my audience. And I've worked really hard to only accept sponsored posts for products and companies that I actually use and to protect my audience from feeling constantly sold to. I always kind of giggle because I hate to even bring this up, but I'm a huge fan of the Bachelor franchise. So Bachelor, Bachelorette, Bachelor in Paradise. And those people are hilarious to follow because, and I know a lot of them personally, but a lot of times is they'll go on the show. They have no platform. They'll build this platform while they're on the show. And then after the show, a lot of brands will reach out to them and you'll kind of start to laugh because all of a sudden they went from being this like average human on Instagram to constantly promoting different things from eyewear to HelloFresh to I saw one the other day for like a lice, an at-home lice kit where you're like, oh my heavens, like seriously, you're promoting this. But What I've learned is that if a company that I've never used has reaching out, they're wanting to partner up, I request that they send me the product so that I have time to use it to see if it's the right fit and to give my honest feedback and opinion. And there have absolutely been times where I've tried different things and it didn't feel authentic or right. And so I politely declined. Like there's this company, it was like a skinny tea thing. And I'm like, first off, I drink coffee. Second off, I am not like this big weight loss person. I'm all about self-love. So no, not going to work. Still have the skinny tea in my cupboard. Never opened it. Clearly it wasn't a right fit. So I didn't share about it. It's been really fun because as I've gone way more specific, I've also been able to be introduced to products that I probably would have never tried in the first place. There was a jeans company that reached out to me and I kind of laughed because I 
was like, don't you know, like I am the yoga pants queen. And they're like, trust us. Let us just send you one pair. It's going to change your life. If you love them, then reach back out. If not, we'll never bother you again. And I was like, okay, well, what do I have to lose? I'll just try their jeans. They came and I like legitimately wanted to sleep in the jeans because I loved them so much. So I was like, clearly I can talk about these because I really actually love them. So there's been times when we're navigating this where like a company is going to send caption requirements, including a dozen hashtags or a million links to their site or words that I have to use. And those are the ones that I'm more likely to decline because as an influencer, I want brands to choose me with the ultimate trust that I know what my audience enjoys, what's going to make them take action and how they will respond to my recommendation. So I try to explain that this isn't just about how I speak to my audience. It has to be a bigger piece of my brand. And if they don't give me that autonomy to create in that sense, it's going to come across as an ad and nobody wins in that situation. So when I work with different brands, I want them to know first things first, like I'm a freak about social media. I'm very, very cautious and very strategic in how I'm sharing things. And I want them to choose me as an influencer, knowing that so that they know like I'm going to do what's best for your brand and my brand as a partnership. Therefore, you do not need to give me a script to use or a million hashtags to put on it because I know that that's not going to make my audience tick. And so I've gotten really, really good at communicating and almost educating these clients because a lot of times brands don't work with people that are like that or they don't understand that. And so a lot of times I have to educate those clients and say, Hey, I'm willing to partner with you, but here are my rules. Like I have to be in charge of the image. The caption has to be in my tone. I'm not going to take your account a million times, but I will make it very clear who you are and what you have to offer the world. And this is how the partnership's going to look. And it always leads to way more successful campaigns, way more happy clients, way more products sold. And my followers respond way better because it's way more authentic. Let's be honest, we all have this love-hate relationship with Instagram. We find ourselves scrolling. We're hashtagging our way into oblivion, trying to crack the code on how to get more followers, and we're straight up exhausted from the rat race. I get it. That is why I want to help you. This show is made possible with the help of my totally free Insta resources to help you write captions that convert, to use hashtags that actually connect you to your dream clients, and so much more. Hop on over to jkinsta.com and get your hands on my resources created with you in mind. That's right. It's free 99 and it is waiting for you over at jkinsta.com. Go dig on in and I'll see you over on the gram. So my next tip is that you should create a media kit. So when people start to ask you like, hey, what does it look like to do an endorsement or a sponsored post or what does this look like? I have created a media kit. You can check it out. It's on my website. If you just go to jennacutcher.com in my main menu, there's a spot that says partner with Jenna. And it took me years to figure out how to put together a comprehensive media kit that spells out everything when it comes to partnering with me. So I wanted this 
this kit to kind of be like a one-stop shop for brands so that if somebody's thinking about wanting to partner with me, they can just click on that link. They get to see all the information, all my numbers, the amount of times I'm posting per week, what the rules kind of look like. And so a media kit is super instrumental, regardless of how many followers you have. If you want to be an influencer, you want to be able to just send them out that link, outline who your audience is, your numbers, the cost of partnering up. And this allows sponsors to check out what partnering might look like before even reaching out. So they have this resource before they even reach out. And then it allows us to drive that conversation that can sometimes become awkward with way more confidence because they know how things work on my end. I know that they know that so that we can kind of navigate what is the actual purpose of the campaign? How am I going to use my brand to leverage and help that campaign out? And it also helps to attract the right type of sponsors and repel the ones that aren't a clear and organic fit. So we talk about attracting and repelling all the time. You want every facet of your brand to be doing that. And a media kit is a really, really great way to say, here's the link. Go check it out. You're going to get all your answers right there. And it also saves our inbox from tons of back and forth. So check out that media guide template. We also created one for sale. So if you're like, dude, I need a media kit. I have one for you in my shop at shopjennacutcher.com. You can get started. You can just customize it to your numbers, your images, your feeds, and we can be totally twinning and partnering with brands in a way easier, more efficient way. So when we were looking like, oh my gosh, we're getting tons of inquiries. The first question was, how can we make this easier and more clear? And the second question was, how can we create some sort of template that can do all the communicating for us? So if Caitlin gets an email. It's about requesting a partnership. It sounds like it might be the good fit. Then she just plugs in a template email that says like, Hey, thanks so much for reaching out. We wanted to send you this media guide. It's going to walk you through everything about Jenna, her brand, how often she posts, what she does for other brands and how much that costs. And then they have the opportunity. The ball is in their court. They can come on back and say, all right, we're ready to partner. Here's what we want to do. Here's the timeline. Here's what we need, etc etc. Et Pretty cool, right? So again, if you want a media kit or you need one, we have a template for you at shopjennacutcher.com. Super awesome, super clean, super beautiful, and really easy to customize. So the next tip is the whole product for post quote opportunities. And yes, opportunities is in quotes. So here's the thing. A lot of times brands will just say, hey, we just want to send you this no strings attached. No, there are always strings attached. My mama always said, if it sounds too good to be true, it usually is. And I learned that the hard way. So when you start to think about it, speaking from experience, it is a slippery slope because when I got, I would probably say around 10,000 followers on Instagram. That was when I started to get these emails. And you can imagine as my following has grown, so as the inquiries, but I started to get emails where it'd be like, Hey, we'll send you this, I don't know, dress or this purse or these yoga pants. And will you just do a post about it? And at first I was like, heck yes, this seems so exciting. Like I want all 
the free things because who doesn't love free? But what happened was, is people then, now that I have a bigger following, they'd be like, hey, we want to send you these things, no strings attached. And like I said, there are always strings attached. And so what was happening is people would send me these things, quote, no strings attached. And then they'd follow up and be like, hey, so uh, when are you going to post about it? Or if you really like it, you should put a post in your thing. And what I want for you to ask yourself is, is a post on your social media worth more than less than $100? Like, is it like worth a $20 t-shirt that you could have bought yourself? Is it worth that product that you're getting sent for free? The answer is yes. Like your feed, you need to be very, very careful with how you're using it. And sure, like free stuff is so fun at first. Like I cannot, you know, I cannot deny that by any means. But when I started realizing like Drew would get home and there would be boxes and boxes of stuff every single day when I was accepting product for post, the hard thing was is sometimes stuff would come and I'm like, oh, like I don't actually really like this dress or, oh, like this purse is not something I would actually use. And then I'd feel obligated to post about it. And it was actually creating a lot of anxiety in my life because I'd be looking around the house and I'd be like, oh gosh, there's so much free stuff here and I need to post about all these things. And all of a sudden my feed became this one big marketing message and I wasn't in control of it anymore. And so... What we do now is we say like, hey, like we do not take product for posts. There is absolutely no guarantees that we're going to share about this. And so we really, really turn that down. If it is something that seems in alignment that could potentially work, we say, hey, we'll take it. But like, we're not promising anything. I'll do my best. And so I just hated having like this pressure of always being like posting other people's stuff. Like I've got enough stuff that I can be sharing about my own life, my own home, my own pets, my own courses, my own shop. Like I should not be using this audience that I've worked so hard to gain their trust over and abusing that. And so if you're just starting out, it can be so tempting to accept free things in exchange for a post. But if you look at it, you know, is it worth it? I would challenge you and probably say it's not worth it most of the time. So the next tip that I have in terms of working with sponsors is to create a calendar and track the revenue. So this is something we recently started because we were working with some bigger campaigns. We wanted to make sure to measure how much work and time this type of work is taking and also to be able to track the revenue to make sure that it is the best use of my time. Like if I am spending a day shooting product or shooting me in product and I have to get ready because let's be honest, I never put makeup or curl my hair. Like how much time is this taking and is it going to be worth it? So we've created this ongoing spreadsheet so that I can see what companies I've committed to, when their posts need to go live, when I have to send the content to the companies in order for them to approve it. And my ultimate goal is no more than 10% of my posts are sponsored posts. So when I'm looking at the fact that I'm posting maybe five times a week on Instagram, that means once every two weeks I can promote something, in my opinion, of something that seems fair. And so having this clear calendar really helps us look at the big picture of what it is that we're doing. And it makes sure that I'm always in total alignment with my brand while partnering with companies that we know, love, use, and are excited to share with my audience. 
that being said, like at the beginning of the show, I talked a little bit about how I'm moving towards like bigger campaigns. So like longer ones spread out over three months or six months or even a year. And so it's super helpful to have this calendar so I can see like, okay, here's what we've committed to. This month is already pretty full. We're going to turn down any other opportunities or, hey, we got a little wiggle room. Is there something that we think might be a good fit? And so this to track everything is so helpful. It's so awesome. And it also just keeps me on my toes that I'm creating the right content and sending it for approval at the right times. So maybe you're listening to this episode and you're like, hey, I want to become a social media influencer. This sounds awesome because guess what? It is super, super awesome. It's really, really exciting. Sometimes I'm like, what? How is this even real life? So you're maybe wondering, well, how do I get started? So one of the biggest things I want to challenge you on is regardless of the size of your platform, you likely have something to offer this world. And I've talked about this on different coaching episodes because a lot of times people on the outside can see what our gifts are, but us on the inside, we are so critical. We're perfectionists. We don't like to brag about ourselves, but you, my friend, you have something to offer a brand, whether it is the imagery you can take, the captions you could write, the way that you could style or use their product, the audience that you've built that would be interested in their product, you have some sort of gift that you can offer brands. And so if you're just starting out and you're like, hey, like I only have 3000 followers or 5000 or whatever that number is, I don't even care what the number is. You first have to determine what it is that you have to offer these brands. And next, you need to figure out how to package and communicate that in a way that is going to resonate with them. You have to come at brands in a heart of service. And so when I was just starting out, I would just reach out to brands. People don't know that. They just think that like, oh man, all these things just fall into people's laps. And I'm over here just refreshing my inbox, waiting for something awesome to show up. But the truth is a lot of times influencers will pursue the brands that are aligned with their vision. So I remember I created this template very early on and I said, hey, here's who I am. I'm Jenna Kutcher. I'm a photographer. I'm a blogger. I live in Wisconsin. This is a little bit about me. I notice that you're selling X, Y, or Z. And I have feel like there's total alignment with my audience and what you are putting out into the world. And I'm curious if you'd be interested in partnering up together so that I can share your products and maybe create some imagery for your own social media feeds. And I would love to just share my experience about working with you with the audience that I've worked so hard to build. And so I would reach out to brands because there were a lot of things that I was like, hey, I totally would use this in my real life. And hey, they don't have that many followers or they don't really have great images. So if I reach out and maybe propose a way that I can serve them, potentially we can create a partnership. So I did this a lot when I was just starting out. And it was awesome because I created not just friendships, but I created these relationships with brands that I still work with today because they, one, took a chance on me back then, but two, they saw the value that I had to offer. So if you are starting to want to break into this influencer, obviously you have to focus on growing your following, but it's not just about that number under your name. It's about the level of engagement. What good is 10,000 followers if only 30 people are liking your post? You want it to be authentic and you want that engagement to come from that level of connection and trust that people are feeling with you. 
for Drew, he's starting to get pursued for different sponsorships because he's getting really close. Or maybe at the time this episode airs, he's reached 10,000 followers on Instagram. And it's been really cool to kind of watch him try to start and navigate this because he has to get very, very clear on what it is that his brand and message is. And he has to create boundaries in order to know what is the right fit and what is not. And there are going to be times as an influencer that you make board judgment calls or you say yes to a brand because it's sort of aligned but not totally aligned and you're gonna know when you go to post that post how you're feeling in your gut is going to tell you if it was the right choice or not there have been brands that I have agreed to partner with and halfway through the promotion I'm like you know what this just doesn't feel right it's not the right fit I'm so sorry like you do not have to pay me I just don't feel comfortable moving forward and the funniest thing is is that whenever this happens the brands totally respect that they want influencers who are so true to their convictions who defend their audiences that they've built to really stay authentic in what they're sharing and so whenever I've had to do this like they're like hey thanks for letting us know like it doesn't make sense to pay somebody if it's not feeling right or if it's not the right fit. So you want to focus on growing your following. You want to really harness and understand what your gift is. And you want to be able to communicate that very clearly in a way that says, instead of saying, what can you do for me? You're saying, hey, here's exactly what I can do for you. Here's why I think we might be a great fit. And if you're a brand out there listening and this episode is inspiring you to reach out to different social media influencers, I totally encourage you to be very fair with what you're asking, to understand understand that people that have a large following have likely been serving this audience for many, many years and that you need to respect that, appreciate that, acknowledge that, and then figure out a way that partners can work together in an attempt to just not only forward your brand, but also to communicate in a way that is true and aligned with what they've worked so hard to build. So I hope this behind the scenes look at how to get sponsors as an influencer was so interesting for you. I hope that you understand and appreciate the way that influencers work and make it a part of their livelihood. And next time you see hashtag ad or hashtag sponsored on somebody's post, don't roll your eyes. They've worked so hard to get to where they are today. And chances are, if you got that opportunity, you would seize it up too. So take it as the terms that they are really, really excited about something, happy to share about it, and they're leveraging their platform in order to do so. Until next time, gold diggers, keep on digging your biggest goals. Thank you so much for hanging out with me today. And why don't we just go hang out on the gram together? Tell me what you loved about this episode. Hop on over. Tell me what you're learning from the show. I'm over at Jenna Kutcher on Instagram on all the platforms. And I'd love to hear from you today. So reach on out, say hello, and I will be talking to you super soon. Thanks for listening to Gold Digger. Dive into show notes for this episode and all past episodes at www.golddiggerpodcast.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time. You gold digging dream chaser, you.